0: My brothers and sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, and you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star they had seen at its rising preceded them. Until it came, and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed, seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered them gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for the country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Name something good that's come out of the COVID-19 pandemic. Working with college students and trying to engage them in a variety of different ways, one of the things that we like to do is have some open-ended questions that can generate some reaction and be a conversation starter. And when I suggested that topic as a possibility, the individuals that I shared it with had a variety of reactions. None of which were, oh, that's a good one. Let's use that. In the brainstorming session that we were in, honestly, it was pretty quickly dismissed and with a lot of work to do, I didn't let my bruised ego get the better of me to fight for it. But wondering if I was that far off from even proposing that as a subject, I did do an internet search and found a bunch of articles that different news sites had offered with their lists of positives that had come from the pandemic. And they ranged from everything like, we learned we don't have to go to the office anymore. A lot less traffic. We've redecorated our homes, as they cited statistics of increase in sales of paint and furniture. And my personal favorite, the library doesn't charge fines for overdue books anymore. If that doesn't tell you people were scraping the barrel for something positive to say. When I mentioned, though, this whole episode to a priest friend, he asked me if I was actually serious about this as a topic. And when I said that I was, he pointed out that perhaps this was too soon. This was about a year ago that this all happened. And knowing how many people have suffered some tremendous losses, I can imagine that for some that this time and this experience is always going to bring to mind very difficult thoughts and feelings. But it was interesting because very quickly, my friend and I found ourselves discussing this topic as he said, I don't even want to think about this whole time. As he started recounting all kinds of legitimate stuff that went from frightening to things that were and remain infuriating about the pandemic and our responses or our reactions to it all, which believe me, I have my own list. But I think that our ability to see something good even in the midst of difficult times, even in times of tragedy and painful times, is pivotal in our lives as disciples of Jesus Christ as meant to be also part of our identity as Christians. And that doesn't mean simply being Pollyannish or fake and phony about things and saying, well, yes, there was this global pandemic, but alleluia and golly gee, the fines that the library are gone now nor is it to ignore all the painful and difficult realities that we face or are dealing with, or pretend that there are things that we're afraid of. But at the same time, it's about not letting it steal our joy. And that's been a continual theme throughout the Christmas season, which starts to come to its conclusion today with this, the Solemnity of the Epiphany, On Christmas, we focused on the fact that the shepherds were able to hear the angels singing the praises of God, announcing the birth of Jesus in the midst of the night watch. And today, we recount the story, the magi. They've been dubbed wise men, but what does that actually mean? It means they were the intellectual heavyweights of their day. Academics that were studying the signs of the times, scientists who were keenly curious about the workings of the universe. They were also not of Jewish background. So they're coming from all these studies from a very different perspective of, as a perspective of outsiders. And what do they observe? What do they see as they look out into the darkness of the night? This light that captures their attention and their curiosity announcing the birth of the newborn King of the Jews. Shepherds and now Magi, these wise men, the poorest and least educated, and now these individuals who are on the opposite end of the spectrum, these are the ones that are able to receive this news of joy. What is it that makes it possible for them to see this light in the darkness while the rest of the world seems ignorant or oblivious to it. I think it's that desire for something more that can never be fulfilled by the things and pursuits of this world. It's the humility to look into the vastness of the world and see something greater than myself or even ourselves as collective human beings. It's that openness to those things that allows us to come to know and to love God to welcome him anew, and to experience and receive that true gift of Christmas, which is joy. On Christmas, I shared that too often we treat joy and happiness as synonyms. Happiness can be a state of mind. It's something that we associate with pleasurable things, and so it's easy to see how those things can get lumped together. But think about this those shepherds, after they saw and heard the angels and even entered into the nativity, eventually they had to go back to those fields with their sheep. These magi, who as the carol goes, we three kings of Orient are, bearing gifts we traverse afar. Well, they traverse afar back by a different route. Why? Because they're warned about the reality of this maniacal, paranoid lunatic named Herod who's unhinged that his earthly power might be threatened by this newborn king. The point is that this encounter wasn't their winning this lotto jackpot, which somehow instantly transforms their daily lives and experiences and removes everyday threats, somehow making things easier in the here and now. I think so often we're kind of imagining that that's the case. We kind of treat our Our life of faith as pursuing and waiting for that moment when our winning tickets pulled that immediately fixes everything that all that robs our happiness is arrested that all of our enemies are eliminated and all is finally set right yet that's never been the case for these individuals who first encountered Jesus at Christmas what was so special about this is remembering how simple but profound this meeting was for them. Jesus' ministry and his teachings and his healings and his miracles, that would be 30 years in the future from this encounter with the, the shepherds and the magi. Yet they still had joy. And what is that source of that joy that came from this encounter with a child? It came from knowing God was real. Knowing God was with them. Jesus was and is Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Knowing God was able to be found and that he saw them, maybe even smiled at them as a child. The God, the deepest recesses of their heart had been longing for, that they had been looking into the cosmos, had now come and was so intimately small. And even though at this stage, the young Jesus wouldn't preach a single word, his very presence, they heard God loved them and desired them. And that's what gave them joy. So even as the shepherds then had to contend with the hard labor and the, the struggle of their work and continue to be shunned and denigrated by the betters of their world, even as the magi returned to their homelands, surrounded by people who didn't even believe in God and returned to their, their academic works. Their lives were changed by the joy of this encounter. This was an unforgettable sight and an experience that registered deeper than the senses of sight and sound could take. It was the eyes and ears of their souls that they recognized the truth of God's presence and that brought a joy that would animate the happiest and the saddest moments of their lives and every moment in between. As the Christmas decorations are packed away for another year and all the highs and lows and everything in between of this holiday season become a memory, we're reminded of this true gift of joy that is ours. In our baptisms, Jesus claimed us as his own and made us his brothers and sisters. We have become God the Father's beloved sons and daughters. And in the Eucharist that we receive from this altar, Jesus lowers himself once again, and as real and as present in that silent host as he was in that manger. And he makes himself that vulnerable to us to be taken and eaten. How much closer could he come to us? And as he does, he promises to walk with us, to be with us through all that we face in our world and in our lives. And that was the thing that I saw as a good that came from the COVID pandemic in my own life. In all the the chaos with the anxiety and the frustrations and the unsettledness of any and everything, it caused me to dig deeper to see how many things that I thought were important or the word that was thrown around so casually, essential, and realize how many of them weren't. And to remember what truly was and to be moved to gratitude for those things. And in that, my joy was renewed. It didn't mean I wasn't frustrated or never complained again. I wish that was the past. I mean, I am Italian-American who lives in New Jersey, so I don't think that's even possible. But that joy of Jesus' presence in the midst of that mess and that chaos brought me a peace that I didn't anticipate. And a confidence in him, despite each and every unprecedented development that followed. That was an epiphany for me, which I continue to give thanks to God for to this day where I could begin to understand and experience the joy that the shepherds and the magi must have experienced. The joy that the Lord wants each of us to experience and to hold on to in every season of our lives.